Keep it going, keep it going. Alright now. Mm, mm, mm. How deep is your love, baby? How deep is your love? Hey, hey. This is uh, another episode of Above Love. How deep is your love? You know what I'm saying? How deep is your love? Uh, this is your boy Cody, you know, aka Bell, and I got my wife. Yes, hi everyone. This is Jasmine. And I have my beautiful godmom. Hello everybody. This is Joanne. Okay, so I got two beautiful ladies over here too. How deep is your love? Who who was that? Who was that, Moms? That was PJ Morton, the live unplugged version. Ah, okay, okay. It it, it started to sound it started to wear on me. I, I started to like it. Uh the more we played, because we had uh, at least what, six trials. Uh, but it, yes. it, yeah, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Um, we got my guy mom here. Uh, she's from Florida. She's been doing a whole worldwide tour, uh, a, na- <laughs> a nationwide tour, should I say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we, we're just gracious enough to have her here in uh, Katy, Texas. Yes, indeed. I feel very welcome. And you should. And you should. We we're glad to have you here. Um, I'm glad that you're here and you're able to contribute to the Above Love podcast, man. Um, we've been doing this for, uh, this is what, the 12th episode? I, I, I love count. Yeah. Oh, you act like we're really doing numbers now. No, Talk about, seriously. She said, she, said I, she said I lost count. Like and we, I know that we don't keep up with our normal schedule. We've been like extremely busy. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on, man. We, we've been having a lot of things going on. We definitely appreciate the people that, that have been hitting us up. Uh, asking for the new episode and stuff like that, so we apologize for not having episodes, but we're here. Right, right. That's right. all that matters. Absolutely. Hopefully, it's all that matters. <laughs> they they might drop us. They might not subscribe anymore. Or anything. You need to continue to subscribe. Yes, please continue to subscribe. Um, moms, introduce yourself a little bit. My name is Joanne Bailey Matthews. I keep my maiden name because I don't have a middle name, so it, it, it helps people. Remember who I am as well. Right. Um, and so I was born in South Georgia, moved to Florida when I was very young. And so in, um, and then raised in a town called Ocala, Florida. And then we moved to Bellevue, Florida, which is all, you know, suburbs of each other. And um, my husband and I, we went to, uh, we were childhood sweethearts. And so when we, um, graduated he went to the military and then he came back and we got married I was 19 he was 21 we moved to Texas we were there for about 23 years before we moved back to Florida to teach at our old high school um, he was a basketball coach and teacher he's no longer teaching in that capacity but I'm still there and I'm, now I'm teaching senior English and so I enjoy my job and then, of course, I have all you beautiful people. 
How, how did you become my godmom? Let, let the people know. Oh, wow. So your parents, your parents were the first couple we met when we moved to Texas. And your mom, soon thereafter, got pregnant with you. Soon thereafter, I got pregnant <laughs> with your god sister, Kimberly. Amen, amen. <laughs> and so we've actually, you guys have been connected since the womb. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, these uh, this is my god mom. Um, I don't know if y'all ever be able to meet my god dad because he probably won't get on the podcast. Maybe around Christmas, whenever we do it, we, we, we're gonna do a big uh, a big uh well, podcast. Cool. A big family. Yeah, it oh. was gonna be a big family. We're gonna do um a big podcast too with um with the MVP too. All of us are gonna be there, so we're we're definitely gonna have both podcasts going on. You know, at France and uh, Kim's crib. Y'all already know that's going to be going down. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of fun. You're chewing all in the mic. You, that's Nobody knew. I was saying, uh-huh, no one knew I was chewing. So you said something. I heard it. <laughs> only you. Only me. Every, me. Only me and everybody else. No, I heard. I heard <laughs> before I saw. I heard before I saw. Now, I'd like to uh, go ahead and get into, you know, one of the topics that we have. Um, we're talking about um, generational Connections? Generational connections. Mm-hmm. Did I say it wrong? Yes, you said it completely wrong. What, what did I say wrong? I don't know. You had, a, you had an accent on the shrunk. <laughs> Jazz Knight. The, the generation. I don't know what you just said it wrong. Okay. All right. I said it wrong. <laughs> All right. We'll deal with that after the podcast. So what we have, the reason why that came up is this morning when we were at breakfast, I kind of made an observation and I saw... And actually, it happened before then, but to see um, Cody um, Jr. and Cameron, their relationship and how they're bonding. And then I thought about how just blessed we are to have that generational connection, starting with your parents, Chuck and Yolanda, mm-hmm. and me and Milton, mm-hmm. and then to see you all with. Um, you and Jasmine and LaFrance and Kim, um, Kimberly, mm-hmm. to see that three-generational connection was a powerful thing for me this morning. And to see how blessed we really are to have that love. And we're talking about, we're not necessarily blood, but we are, I guess. Mm-hmm. We right. are. You know what I mean? We're family. Absolutely. And so that connection is just a powerful thing. And people want connection. People want connection. And that was one of the things that I saw when I was on my road trip with Cameron. Yeah, and um, I think that generational uh, connection can mean a lot when it comes to uh, history and when it comes to you just explaining to your, you know, your children where you come from, who you come from, who who was around you, you know, when you were growing up, you know, because a lot of people, uh, I guess in the old days, they say, Oh, wait, why are you doing this? Oh, I know your mom would never stand for this. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, they might even, they might whoop you because they know your mom wouldn't, you know, appreciate what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And so we kind of have like a gap in between that now with um, what's going on, the next generation. Right, and so, right. so to be able to have, you know, uh, JR and Cameron, and uh, we also got Trey, we got, we got a bunch of them, yeah. you know, within our whole group, we have a, a a lot of Leilani Trey. Yes. Um, and it's beautiful to see the them, even though they don't they don't live together in the same vicinity. Right. But when they do get together, it's like 
they've never been apart. Oh, Jr. and uh, Jr. and Cameron. Well, sure. even with um, Khalil and Khalil and his yeah. sisters. Yeah, yeah, and we hadn't uh, we hadn't gotten them together with uh, Jarrell. Jarrell's uh, two girls. He has a she's I think she's probably. 13, 14, mm-hmm. and then they have the newborn. Well, mm-hmm. she's not a newborn now. She's probably, what, six, eight months, something mm-hmm. like that. And, um, yeah, man, absolutely. But all the boys got together last time. I remember Travis, um, Yeah, oh, Trey. yeah, yeah, because yeah. he opened the gym and we were able to come. Yeah, yeah. that was... That was dope. We'll probably we'll probably do that again this uh, Christmas. Yeah, that was that was dope. Just mm-hmm. to be able to see that man, it was. And pops was out there too. Yeah, yeah. he was, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, pops was out there too. Pops was out there too. That's that's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, do y'all want to move on to the next topic? Uh, do we have Do we have anything else to say about generational um, connections? Well, I just wanted to stress the importance of family. I know a lot of people, they kind of disconnect from their family due to, like, petty stuff a lot of times. And it's just very important just to build those relationships and to love on each other and to support each other and to see that love and support grow within the generations. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. I know whenever I get a chance to go back to Cove and I link up, because when I go back to Cove, I link up with my guys. And those are, you know, people that I... You know, I'm intertwined with, you know, for life. You know what I'm saying? And so whenever I intertwine with them, my kids get out there with their kids. It's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. Like like moms are saying, it's just it's beautiful to see that. She loves to see that third generation connection. I love to see the connection, period. But then I, you know, I do a little bit of research and, re- and realize, oh, it's a third generation connection. It's not just us. Right, because can you imagine can't, one day Cameron's going to have her family, Jared's going to have his family, and then to see them Come together and be like, wow. Yeah, when Cameron has her family 35 years from now. <laughs> but, uh, that was for you, LaFrance. No, that was for real. It was, it was just for LaFrance. <laughs> but yeah, whenever that happens, then yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing, man. And I, I love to um, be a part of that and kind of witness history in the making, you know, uh, because our, our family has been so tight for so long. And uh, anybody that we bring in into the fold, you know, they're solid. You're not gonna. We're not gonna bring anybody into the fold if you're not solid. You know what I mean? Right. Franz already made that clear, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> he did that a long time ago. Yeah. But we'll move on to um, <laughs> road trip warrior. Yeah, that's the road trip warrior. So I had the opportunity to go on a. It was really an impromptu road trip. I flew from Florida to Texas to um, watch Cameron because LaFrance and Kimberly went on vacation. Mm. So it was really kind of my duty and my turn to do that as a grandma. Mm. And so on my way, I was thinking, what can we do? And so one of the things I was thinking about was like, well, we can do a road trip. And I said, and I actually had thought about DC, but I'm like, Cameron is not going to want to go all the way to DC. And then um, we called my oldest goddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, excuse me, and she couldn't go because she was babysitting. So she's she'll be 16, and so she couldn't get out of that responsibility. So me and Cameron was talking about what can we do, and so um, we gave several options, and then Cameron actually said, "Nana, let's go to Washington D.C." I was like, "Yes." We will do that. (laughs) You wanted that anyway. I did from the beginning. So I was like, okay, we're going to do that. And so 
I got there that Thursday, and so we made that decision. And so I told Kimberly and LaFrance, okay, so we're going to leave in the morning. Kimberly was okay with that. LaFrance, I think, had a little hesitation. Of course. And so I think Kimberly convinced them, it's mama, it's going to be all right, let her go. And so we got on the road, and we headed to D.C. And so I put Facebook updates as we went along um, along the journey. Right, right, right. And how was the journey? Oh, it was fantastic. It was a great, great You experience. sound like Cameron. It was fantastic. <laughs> that sounds like what Cameron would say. I think, well, she probably got it from me. Yeah, okay, okay. She got it from, she got it from Nana. She got it from her Nana. Oh, okay. And so, um, I even last night when I got in, we went, we left last Friday, um, and we headed to... We went I-40 route, so I wanted to go the states that I hadn't necessarily driven through in a long time. So we left Texas, we went through Arkansas, then we went to Tennessee, and then we went to Virginia. And then I stayed with um, a friend of mine in Virginia, and we drove into D.C. both days that we mm -hmm. were there. And then on our trip back, we I decided to go to Atlanta where my oldest daughter lives and so i hit her up and say can you put us up for two days she was like come on just like y'all did when i hit you guys up hey i'm coming to houston on friday can you hit, um, put me up come on right. so it was great to have that so we left virginia we went to north carolina we went to south carolina georgia and we stayed there two days got on the road went to um, alabama Mississippi stayed the night and then from yesterday left Mississippi and came to Houston. Beautiful. Wow, yeah. Shout out to everybody that um that you were able to stay with. A special shout out to my god sister Landria. <laughs> I know she was out there on the and then she couldn't wait for y'all guys. Yeah, because she was cooking and everything. I saw it on Facebook. She was like, Oh, my mom and my niece are coming down. I'm cooking. Da -da -da. I'm like, oh man, she showed what she was cooking. I got jealous immediately. Immediately. How long was that um, drive in, from Virginia to Washington, D.C.? Well, where my friends stayed, it was really a good hour. Okay. So it wasn't not that bad a drive. Yeah. And, um, and shout out to iPhone Max, who routed me around traffic several times. <laughs> iPhone for the win. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All I, I the time. I can't give iPhone that much credit because today <laughs> iPhone had me going everywhere else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where were y'all? When we trying to go to breakfast? Yeah, y'all didn't ride with uh. I thought y'all rode with Priscilla. No, or y'all followed. They were already there. Oh, when she called me, they were already there. Yeah, basically, when she called me, they were already there. Cause she called me and I told her, you know, what I was doing, and I said call Jasmine, cause my godmom, you know, my niece are in town, and so so well, they maybe went. they were like headed there. Cause this was were, like this was seven. They uh, were already eating by the time they got there. Ah, uh, okay, okay, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, where? What is it off of? 99. It's off of 99? It's like right there by, um, what's it? South? Rib or something? South or north? Off of no, it's like right in that corner. You know, Specs is down the ways. Uh, so it's like right okay. in that corner between 99 and I-10. Southeast. Because you're saying that. Okay. Okay. I got you. But they loved it, and um, they didn't give me any breakfast, people. Um, I told him to get over. Yeah, I should have gotten over it, but I, I I haven't gotten over it because they didn't get me any breakfast. Well, that's the importance of communication because you had several things planned this morning with your 100 brothers, right? So I had no idea what those 
plans were. He knew the plans were service. It wasn't eating. I, I didn't know you guys knew we out to eat for all that It would have been eating, but I and came. It, was, it wasn't like there wasn't food here in the house. I came back home instead of going out to eat. How about you can come with us next time in the flesh? That doesn't matter. I missed out on this whole round. You. It, it, wasn't, my, like I, it wasn't my idea. It doesn't matter. I flushed the idea to y'all, right? Okay, we're getting Didn't past I? the point. No, 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 no. There's no point that needs to be hit. I'm just saying I actually flushed the idea for y'all to go out and get some breakfast. I told Priscilla when she called me, I said, yeah, I'm doing this. Um, no, she, call. Said, she said you were like, no, I didn't. Just, I, no, I, I told her exactly what I was doing, and I said, "Give Jasmine a call because my god, mom's in town and my niece is in town." And that's what I told. She said, "Okay, cool." That's what I told her. And so when she did that, y'all ended up going out, and y'all still didn't get any food. And they were great company. Yes, of course. I, I love Priscilla. I love Carrie. They're uh, great, great people. Period. You know, I, I, I love them being in the neighborhood. People want connection. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, is there anything specific you want to discuss about the road trip? Well, I made some notes that I was going to put out on Facebook. So, I made a few notes that I thought was very interesting. And one of them was that people want connection. Um, for example, I was at the McDonald's um, at a pallet gas station. And I had brief but loving conversations with the ladies that waited on me. And so... Um, just having a good energy, they knew that, they saw that, and then, you know, it, briefly, I had learned it out. One was pregnant, getting ready to have a baby, and one was like, sold me a lottery ticket. I know some people don't like that, but it sold me a lottery ticket, and she was like, ooh, when? And I was like, yeah, put some of that Tennessee mojo on it. She started <laughs> laughing. She said, oh, I really need to bring my boyfriend. He's really um, good luck. And so just that, that interchange, and we had a few other things, was just it was brief but it was a connection and that's what people want right and i know sometimes we um are so busy and when we do take vacations we think they have to be extravagant we think we have to spend so much money we have to go out of the states but there's so much in the united states to explore and to be able to enjoy um so can you tell us some things that you've seen i have made Again, some notes. The um, the hills and mountains in in Arkansas and Tennessee and Virginia were just a spectacle to behold. Just being in nature, and we had um, looking at some of the the hills and the landscape. It really brought me back to grounding, and to know that um, even though we are important, the world doesn't center on us. Right. And that we need to take a moment to appreciate life. Appreciate looking around and seeing that other people were going places and doing sometimes normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Going to work. You know, I saw people on the side, you know, the workers on the highway. You know, that was their living. And so being cautious with them, but seeing that they were improving the interstate system, which, by the way, I think is one of the best things that the United States has ever done, is the highway inter- interstate system. Because one of the things you can do, and what I encourage everybody to do, is when you cross the state line, go to the Welcome Center and actually stop, 
retook pictures at every welcome center with the welcome signs. And so I'm going to put that in a book for camera. But capture those moments. Go in for just a few moments and look around. And one of the things that um, we were talking about at breakfast this morning, Jazz, that I was telling you how I we stopped in Alabama, where historically we were told in our time frame that um, you're not if you're traveling, you're not supposed to stop in Alabama and Mississippi. Mm -hmm. But we stopped. Yes, we stopped in Alabama, and I actually went out and sat on a bench. And um, I was just really led to just pray and meditate for a few minutes. And so I was telling you that story this morning. And then Cameron said, oh, man, I have a video. I did not know she videoed me. She said, man, at first I didn't know what you were doing. And then she started videoing me. And she has me meditating. And um, as you saw me, right. I, that really touched me. Jasmine, you saw you saw the video. Well, I didn't have a chance to actually um, see the video in its entirety, but I did see snippets of the actual video, and it's pretty amazing that Cameron felt. I don't know, maybe she knew that that moment was important to you, or Nana's doing something different. I haven't seen. Let me capture this, but you know, it was beautiful. And then she waited until well well after the fact, and it was like Nana. I, I capture that because that was a special moment for mom, you know, and it's just a beautiful thing to be able to um, appreciate history. In that moment, you know, she knew that her ancestors, you know, didn't feel safe, but mm -hmm. she was able to actually feel yeah. safe in that moment and appreciate that safety. Yeah, that's, that's deep moms. Yeah. That's, that's, that's deep. Um, that's real deep. Uh, and of course, it brought tears to my eyes because one of the things I noticed too is sometimes you underestimate what our young people pick up. Yeah. And so she was more insightful and observant than I thought she was. And so for her to even not, I didn't even know until that moment. She was like, and so it kind of validated my experience too because. When you tell people, oh, I went and sat on a bench in Alabama, you'd be like, yeah, 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 right. And she caught me with my palms up, meditating. Right. And I was like, it just, it did something all through me and to me. Um, and that was a blessed moment. And I told her, I said, you have blessed Nana. And she was like, oh, Nana. And then I started crying. She said, oh, Nana, don't cry. But it was a, it was a, such a touching moment to see, again, that whole process. It was it was phenomenal. Right. And I believe that we all need to try to do something like that. It's it's something I don't know how they really explain it, but powerful between just getting away, going into the wilderness, doing something that's not tourism, but experiencing the simplicities what God has created and just being connected to that. It does something. I guess, I don't know if Cody can relate to that, no? <laughs> nah. Is it what you're looking at? No, I'm looking because what you're saying sounds excellent. It sounds great. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it sounds excellent. It's great. 
the simplicity is just kind of where I kind of I draw well, I, mean, I draw a line because I uh, for an example it really doesn't can't it can't really compare to what mom experienced but when we went camping in Jellystone yeah even though we had certain amenities you know I kind of wanted to go real real camping but to be oh able, whoa so 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 that wasn't no, real real I, no because I I want you to experience I don't want to nope I don't want to but we're spoiled. Right? And I will stay spoiled. We have we have running water. Just having running water, not hot Correct. water, running water. Correct. You know, yes. and to get yourself away from that and just... Okay. Uh, for, okay. The, for, for the <laughs> listeners, Jasmine, uh, in order for her to complete uh, everything that she needed to do for her, um, her bachelor's degree in geoscience from the University of Texas, she had to go camping for six weeks. Was it six weeks? Yes. And so she did a lot of camping, and she went like three days without having showers, and was nasty. You know what I'm saying? Like she did all that. Like she she went through the rough. Like she she's been out there in the trenches, but she's sitting there talking to me, saying, "I need to do it. I don't need that I geoscience need degree. To, I don't need that geoscience. Okay. I, don't, I would love it, but nah, I'm cool. I'm it's cool. It's a humbling experience. Right. And she was humbled enough for the both of us, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and so what she explains to me. But think, think about it. Just an example from the Bible. Jesus, um, what, did he go into the wilderness for mm-hmm. 40 days mm-hmm. and he fasted? Mm-hmm. It's something about just depleting yourself. Mm. It gives you a stronger connection to who you are. And because he was trying to find his purpose, he knew what God had planned for him. So he had to deplete himself in order to kind of like understand what's going on? God, what do you want from me? And he was able to get those answers. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of, a lot of us struggle with answers in life. What am I supposed to do? And that's why, you know, a lot of churches fast. You know, it's important to to take away all these distractions. Yeah, yeah. I remember we did the Daniel fast and that was like very small. It was like, we did it for like, well, that was hard. I did it for like 10 days. You did it for like two it was hard. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, the Daniel fast is, it's not like you could be a vegetarian. It was like no seasoning. We were just It cooking. wasn't no seasoning. It was. No, we had, we were cooking kidney beans and just eating it. No, we were seasoning No, it, it was no, Daniel fast is no seasoning. It's pure, just eating the food. Remember, we were just cooking the beans, no seasoning. Because it's no pleasant thing. Ah, uh, okay. So this is something else I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah, okay. That was hard. when I, yeah, that was when I did the vegan thing. And yeah, that's you know, go ahead, And what happened in uh, a few weeks ago, prior to me coming to Texas, I went on a fast as well. Oh wow! I hadn't told mm-hmm. many people that. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on a fast, and I fasted every Thursday for the month of June. Um, Meaning no food. Period. No food. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so now I had a few people who did it with me and I told them they need to do it based on whatever you know they could do Right. and one of the things we did we prayed um, they asked for me to pray for them and I gave them some things to pray for me about Right. but one of the things and I will freely share it that I think I got a breakthrough in not I think I know is my obsession with food okay I had to break that obsession because I was living to eat instead of instead of eating, eating to, to live. live. Yeah. 
And so when you are constantly thinking about food, what am I going to eat for breakfast? Okay, so what am I going to eat for lunch? Well, breakfast is not even over yet. And so one of the things it did for me was break that obsession with food. And then it also really got me in tune to myself and to nature. Because you guys know I love to sit on my front porch. And so... And you do a lot of gardening. And I do a lot of gardening. Yeah. I'm so mad that I'm not close to you because I can get a lot of okra. A lot. Uh. Well, you can get a lot of okra from your own backyard. What's in our backyard? Exactly. Start <laughs> start planting. You can. Okra is easy to do as well. Look at me. Look at me. Nah, but good. really, no, I'm looking at her. That's that's the eye to her. But see, one of the things too, and somebody was talking about, well, Joanne, if there was an apocalypse, I'm gonna come and eat at your place. <laughs> well, I didn't start the garden for that. But um, the garden has been another thing to ground me. How big is your garden? Well, it's probably, I'm, not, I'm an English teacher, not math, <laughs> but it's probably 100 square feet, which is a pretty big size garden. Oh, yeah. And I hand cleared it, which means I just did shovel, old-fashioned hoe, and pull the weeds. So is it the size of our front yard? Like a little without, bit bigger. without the flower bed? A little bigger. A little bigger? A little bigger than that. Yeah. And so um, right now, I tried a lot of seeds, but the things that are there, watermelon, peas, and okra are thriving. Hmm. But anyway, I did that to get back to my roots. And as I was sharing with Jasmine this morning, I'm back to my authentic self. Yeah. And it's so freeing. It's liberating, and I want everybody to experience that. I am back to the girl that, that I remember as a little girl, inquisitive. Um, but who are you asking questions to? Questions of? Period. You said you're inquisitive. Who are you, who are you asking? That's a great question. Um, of the universe, of God, of Actually, I learned how to phrase and ask questions of other people around me mm. when I want to know something. And then one of the things I got from that, I was telling Jasmine about Cameron asking me questions. She wouldn't ask me the right question. So she would ask me a question and I would answer her question. Mm. And I said, is that the answer you wanted? No, ma'am. I said, then you need to ask the right question. Yeah, yeah. And so until she, and then she would try again, she would think about it. She was getting so frustrated with me. I was telling you, she was getting so mad at me. And she's like, and she'll make another statement, but it wasn't a question. Right. And then I said, that's not a question. And then she would ask me a question and I would answer it. And she'd look at me. I said, oh, that's not the answer you wanted, huh? I said, then you need to learn how to ask the right question. question. And when you ask the right question, you will get it. Now, I want to, um, that was dope, that was dope, that was super dope, uh, but what I want to do is kind of tie in um, you to the Above Love podcast by saying your relationship, Do you, are you married? I'm married to the love of my life. I tell people my knight in shining armor showed up at my door with tennis shoes and a cutoff shirt and... Shorts. How tall is he? Six five. Ooh, no, no. Yes, Lord. Oh. <laughs> and right now he's two fifty ish. Uh huh. Um, and he is just the love of my life. And 
as I was telling Jasmine today, I think he is one of the most anointed individuals on this earth. You think so? I know so. Well, I used to say that he is one of God's favorites. Why, what, what makes you say that? Because, and you have experience, it's hard to put in words sometimes, experiencing right. him. Right. Because he has a presence that is kind of otherworldly. And, but he also has a presence that disarms kind of all of your fakeness. Yeah. Because he can see right through you. Yes. Yeah. Would you agree, guys? He can really see. He has that seeing of the prophets of old. Um, and But he is a live and let live person. So he is, people love him. They adore him. Um, I think my girls worship him. <laughs> they wouldn't say so, but I think they worship him. Uh, they don't worship him. They they love him very much. I, I can't see for because I don't really talk to her on regular basis, but Kim... Uh, love her, love her daddy. I mean, that's what I'm saying. She yes. loves, uh, yeah, I mean, because he's that dude. Right? He he really he, he is that dude. And you know, I tell people, and this is the everybody who knows us from our uh, our youth, they can tell you, Milton and I, we have always been that couple. Mm -hmm. Now we started out as friends, right? Truly, because I couldn't stand him at first, because he was he was always the center of attention. But he, he wasn't trying to be. He was not. Yeah. That was he, the other he thing. He never tries to he be. He never tries to right. be. Right. It just happens. It happens. He was the guy that everybody was around at uh, the lunchroom table. Right. He was holding court then. And, and you didn't like that. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> because kind of, you're kind of similar because we were um, on the plane going to Georgia and you met, a, I was like, you met, you met two friends actually. Like you just talking to people like you've been knowing them for Forever, like who is this guy? You know, this older guy that was your like around your dad's age. He was in the military, and then y'all connect. We almost missed the flight because you didn't want to get on. The no, he he, to the he guy. told us we had nothing to worry about because yeah, he was but, in first Yeah, class. but then it's like last call. If you don't get on this plane, you ain't gonna be on this we, plane. Yeah, we got on the plane. We got on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm still talking about pops. Me and I'm a descendant from that. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, that's what I come from, you know what I'm saying? Like that—that's my goddad, and uh, just seeing the way he shakes and moves, yeah, it's—it's it's easily transparent how we actually try to emulate him. Like we get a lot of things from him. You know, he plays a lot of basketball. Not—not uh, not so much these days. <laughs> nope, those knees. Don't yeah, lie. yeah, yeah. But we—we we learned a lot from him, and he and my dad were um, very good friends. Very, very good friends. Um, so yeah, he was, uh, very intricate to, um, you know, me growing up. I took a lot from him. But it's something that Ms. Joanne, um, said about she's getting to her authentic self. And that's something that a lot of people don't get to experience in their lifetime. Because a lot of times we're so busy trying to cover up stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, we're scared to let people know what's really going on. Um, we, we're scared to, to, to speak up, even in our own relationships. And I think it's very important to um, figure out to be who, to be at, to, to, in order to be at true peace, you have to be your authentic self. And I think that I'm 
slowly coming around that turn. Remember, I was afraid of my gift, and now I'm just yeah, finally your, accepting yeah, it. Yeah, your, your gift is definitely beautiful. Um, I won't really express uh, how much, well, I'll say how much I love how your gift is coming around full circle from when you being younger and coming around to where you are now. Uh, but I won't, you know, I won't say exactly what it is, but it's beautiful to see that, you know, come around full circle. Uh, I, I love that. And I think it's going to be bigger than that. Um, just like with me, um, I have a lot of different areas that I need to tap into. And I think I'm tapping into it kind of like tapping and running. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and a lot of people might not understand that, but it's kind of like tapping into it and kind of ah, getting scared and then running away from it because it's a, a large responsibility. But it's, that's part it. of the process. Right. right. No one of us, not one of us gets to the place where I am now and I am there. But it took some time. It took some real reflective work. It took some real honest work. Right. right. And so some things that I discovered in me that I was holding on to was um, killing me from the inside out. Mm. And so one of the things that I learned how to do is to try to find a balance, um, de-stress my life, mm -hmm. and, um, and remove toxic people from my life. And I know mm. people say that, but I have done it. I yeah. really have eliminated those toxic people out of my life. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing. When people say, I've done the work, that's what that means. It means that you have stopped, you've actually evaluated your life and try to figure out why am I unhappy or why am I not settled and actually take action to improve that situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I definitely agree. Because yeah, I know for me, you know, I grew up and I was so worried about because I was raised by my grandparents, I wasn't raised by my biological parents, and I was so worried about what people thought of me. I felt like I had to please everybody, and for a long time, I went through that, and going to counseling actually really helped, because I didn't know a lot of things I was still holding on to, and now, I can care less. Or you couldn't care less. Oh, well, couldn't care less. Yeah, I hate it when people say, I could care less, because if you can care less, you okay. can care less. Okay. As the English teacher here, okay. as long as you're communicating effectively and the person knows what you're talking about. Ah, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. Thanks, my bad. My bad. But for everybody else listening, it's I couldn't care less. Yeah. I mean, else. but it's, it's, it's very important. And I know that I used to, you know, feel like I had to, um, I don't know, prove my relationship. Because I know when I got with you, we were young. People thought that oh, Jasmine, you know, she's been abused before. She just needs a man, but people didn't understand our relationship. They didn't know that when you first approached me. You pushed me off. Yes, you you weren't studying. I wasn't even, it wasn't like, uh, oh, I'm infatuated with Cody Langston. You know, no. No, nah, she I wasn't. wasn't. She wasn't. Moms, I had to put in work. Yeah. I had to put in work. Yeah. But, you know, pop, your pop had to put in work, too. Uh, <laughs> you, put in, you put in work for a good thing. You put in work for a good thing. Go ahead, Jess. Into, um, I'm not 100% there yet, but just to appreciate who you are and to not hide that. Yeah, sometimes um, people will guilt you into 
being in a, a, a good situation or being in a a favorable situation. Sometimes Preach people <laughs> sometimes people will guilt you into it. And then so you feel like, okay, you're ashamed almost right. of you having something and then you see somebody that might be less fortunate, like not having a, a good relationship and you kind of feel bad because you don't wanna you don't wanna um you don't, don't want to put. You don't want to feel like you're better than someone, but it's not about being better. We're all, we're all in different, we're all in different paths, and we're all, you know, if you want to talk about spirituality and connection to God, we're all in different boats when it comes to that, and your life is going to be reflecting around that obedience. I agree. I agree. I agree. And one of the things is, and we talked about this briefly. We've had so many conversations this morning that I'm jealous. My my entree to my spirituality happens to be the person of Jesus. And I'm unashamed of that. Now, I know there's some stigma attached to Christianity. It's a lot. There's a lot of stigma. Tr- truly, and I've kind of worked my way through that. Mm-hmm. And But my entree, the thing that still gives me that, that foundation is the person of Jesus and rather, if he was a conglomeration of people and wasn't an actual person, to me, that doesn't matter anymore. I used to be very combative about that the person of Jesus had to exist. At this point in my life, I don't care if he existed or not. He's done that for me. It works for me. And so if that, you got to find something that works for you. And for people who want to be combative or be or want to engage in conflict, I say, if whatever you're doing is not working for you, then find something that right. works for you. Right. Because what I have is working for me. Right. And it is a beautiful thing. And one of the things that I also pray about when I'm sitting on my porch is you all, that you will find yourself sooner than I found myself and be and have permission to be your authentic self. And therefore, so many blessings are going to come out of that. When did you find yourself? Truly, the one of the catalysts is when one of my friends died, um, Juanita Johnson. Remember um, Mr. Ace? Have you, you remember him? Ace, yeah. Ace and Antonio and Julius' okay. mother? Yeah, yeah. We, that, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was, she was one of my very best friends. And she was a um, beautiful woman of God who, she was a virgin when she got married to Ace. And I'm not going to tell all of her story, but when I tell you, she never, she had never, she never drank, she never smoked, she never did any of those things, and she died from cancer. So for a hot minute, mm-hmm. I was mad at her and God. Mm-hmm. But God can handle those conversations. And I was like, if she did everything right, how come she didn't live what you promised? What is it, three score and four or something like that? Well, 80 years or so. Mm -hmm. She didn't live. She died. I think she was 55. Mm -hmm. That really bothered me for a long time. And so I had to go inside. And one of the things I determined at that time as I was working through that process is I am going to live. And I mean live. And I am not going to live for others anymore. I am going to live to be my authentic self. So I can show up wherever I show up. If it's in my classroom, here with you all. I am 100% here 
with you in this moment. Right. Enjoying your company, enjoying your conversation, and being who I am. And when I bring that jo- Joanne, wherever I go, and, I, and I'm not exaggerating now, wherever I go, there's light, and I change the vibration wherever I go. <laughs> you definitely do. Uh, you, you definitely put a tone out. You put a tone out. And it's a it's, it's a lovely tone. I love the tone. I think Jasmine loves the tone uh, that you put out. Uh, I mean, we, we, we love you unconditionally. We love you so much. Yeah, definitely. Most yeah. Definitely. I, we talk My about second, you. Well, I have many moms. I call everyone. I don't know why I just started doing that every month. Every friend of mine that I've encountered, if I met their mom, even Michael, when we went over to the birthday party, yeah, we met his mom. I just yeah, she mom. was she was so genuine. She yeah. was genuine. She was genuine. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah. I I like the fact when you said that you know Jesus is your foundation. You know whether people believe whatever, whoever believes whatever, that's what's worked for you. And I had a friend, um, who posted something on Facebook. It, you know, it's so sad, and I want to com- comment, but then I kind of want to wait until there's um, the right way of putting it. But they had kind of said something about um, people who say um, things happen for a reason. You know, you basically, it's kind of foolish. Life happens at random, and hope is like a senseless thing. And I felt so sad in my heart for that individual because... And maybe, and then can you, you know, Cody told me, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. And I was like, oh, I don't know. No, you, you're going to write a book. It's just, it just depends on when but, it's going to be. But when I saw that Facebook post, it made me think, hmm, maybe I do need to write a book. Because if you knew how strategic God has been in my life. She dropped the microphone. You're, I'm you're praying. Months, I'm, yeah. pr- I'm praying. And if, and if those prayers are going to an, an empty void, I don't think, there's no, there's no way. No way, mm-hmm. and um, there is a purpose in life. You just haven't found it. Um, and I'm not saying that you have to believe in God, because uh-huh. I, I believe in either way. If you find your purpose, you're gonna find God. If you find God, you're gonna find your purpose. Um, but things don't happen at random. There's a great design, and we're we're all part of it. And the reason why you may feel that way is because you haven't found the way. I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, the women are taking my my uh, my, storm, shine? my shine and my storm. I was supposed to be able to come in here and, you know, drop bombs on you. You know what I'm saying? I was supposed to be Why? able to just, because that's me. That's what I do. I'm supposed to be able to just come. And you know I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was ready for it. I, I got well, moms in here. Yeah, nah, it, it's a great conversation. I ain't, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to do like how I do, Jasmine. Well, you know, um, I do sarcasm very well. Yeah, you, you, uh, <laughs> didn't you get a PhD in sarcasm? Yes, a PhD and working on the second one. <laughs> get two of them. Get two of them. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we can move on to the next topic. Wow, it took a while to get to the next topic, but uh, it's cool. The importance of spirituality. In relationships. Well, me and mom was talking because there's a situation where um, she know of a couple that um, disagrees a lot on, on a very often basis. And I was like, um, I shouldn't say often basis. That's, no, that's true. It's often. She says. Well, I mean, often. that 
those words together that make sense in my mind. But often, it didn't, it didn't sound even. Yeah, it didn't sound yeah. good either. They, they, disag- often. they disagree often. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was telling her how, you know, don't want to judge anybody because, of course, me and you, we don't really. Dis- you and I. Yeah, you and I, we don't really um, fuss and fight on a regular basis. That would drive me crazy. But when we do fuss and fight, it can get pretty deep. Yeah, it's so deep that JR will come in here and tell me that mom's right. And I wouldn't even have to be home and JR would get on the phone and tell, just, was it yesterday? Yeah, because we were talking about this, him needing to be in a different building at school and you yes. were telling me no and JR was No, I wasn't, I wasn't telling you no. I was telling you he wasn't inside a class with two and three-year-olds. You said he's in there with two and three-year-olds. He needs to be in there with four-year-olds getting ready to go to school, da 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 And so I just finished finished working out and I'm, you know, in traffic and it's raining. So I'm I'm going through all that or whatever. And she's sitting there talking. And in the background, she got yeah, her boy, JR, in the back. <laughs> yeah, coach. Yeah, daddy. I've been, I've been, did it. I said, shut up, JR. Shut up, JR. And I'm sitting there trying to talk to Jasmine. And Jasmine's sitting there telling me, no, I just talked to da da I was like, no, we ain't did it. Yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, Shut up, Jr. Shut up, Jr. And Jasmine, keep on going. But you can't. You come pick him up. Then at such and such time. Yeah, man, I was so pissed off. I I never yelled at him like that. I said, Cody, shut up and sit down in the background. You better not say anything else. And he got quiet. He got quiet. I think his feelings got yeah, super, he hurt. super hurt. It should have been. You should have been talking to me like that. I was talking to you. You would have went. I'm but, t- but I was but back to the let's really yeah. back in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the background. Get out of my face. When I see you, I'm gonna I'm gonna stomp you and I'm gonna I'm gonna put my elbow in your chest, little boy. Get but, on my nerves. But I was saying, you know, no couple is perfect and we do go through things. But um, you shouldn't be in a situation to where you're at conflict constantly because there's something going on there. And maybe, you know, people don't want to admit, maybe you're not spiritually and purposely, getting back to purpose, you need to be together. Yeah, but that's diff- that's difficult. Go ahead, Mom. And, you know, I know I was just, just getting ready to say that's a difficult thing for people to hear. Mm-hmm. But what, and I have friends who have said to me when we had this similar conversation, many of them said, I wish my mama and daddy had divorced because we wouldn't have had went through all the stuff. Mm -hmm. They they were of the persuasion that it would have been better if they were apart Mm -hmm. than what we had to suffer through. And that was powerful to me. I didn't see that level of Discord, even in my immediate family mm-hmm. with my mom and dad, mm-hmm. but some people it is to the extreme that we can't even uh, fathom. But when you hear a, a child say, "I wish my mom and daddy had divorced," that's that's a, that's powerful, deep. Yeah, it's extremely deep. Um, with me, I look at that and it's kind of uh, it's kind of like it's something that you can't uh, coerce. You can't. You can't say what you're going to do you can't say you're going to do something and then it ends up you know the kids being a certain way but you understand understand some people they don't like they don't have that spiritual god component in their life and they're just doing they're just living life they're just oh i meet this person i want to have a husband i'm just gonna get married and there's no 
purpose. There's no connection right. there. But I'm not going to limit it to saying you don't have a God connection. I'll say that having a, a connection with God and feeling like you have a connection with God I is a cheat code. That's a cheat code. Well, I guess your, your relationship mm-hmm. with God is not strong enough to where you're actually trying to live in what his will is for you. Right. You're living but, in your own. Right, right, right. But I, I, I say that's a cheat code because mm-hmm. it's, it's a certain type of way that whenever you have um, a God as the center and you go back to that, like let's say me, you and I are arguing and you say something below the belt and I say, well, you know, you hit me in a place that I ain't, you know, I, I didn't want to be hit. Uh, let's, let's pray about it. That's me having a, uh, a central uh, understanding of God. You know, I want to pray about it. Let, if I didn't have it, I'd just come back at you, right? But let's say I have that. I have that center. And we both can pray about it and try to get some type of formality to it. Otherwise, we wouldn't even have any type of structure towards it. Like, it'll just be whatever you say and what I say. And it's going back and forth. Like, we just shooting at each other. Whoever gets hit, gets hit. But let me who dies, you. who dies. You know right. what I'm saying? It's that. Right. But you know, even those of us who have a great foundation, when we don't allow, you want to call it the spirit to move you, to actually say, cut it out. Because I'm going to say, my husband and I, we have had some moments where we weren't listening to the spirit of God. Because if we would have, we would have, we would have not entered into the level of conversation that we did, mm-hmm. you know, we, it was escalated. Right. And so one of the things I've learned to do again is self reflection work. Even if he didn't do it, it's not about him. Now I got to do what I need to do. Right. And one of the things that I was led to do is to deescalate the situation as much as possible. And that meant for me, not opening my sarcastic mouth. Cause Ooh. I could get it. I can get it yeah. with my mouth, my tone, my word, and a look. And so then that wasn't, you know, it was satisfying to me because I got him, yeah. right? But then that escalated the situation. So I had to learn. For me, I am a very good, I can get you as my, you know, I, yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> She's she not, try, she not trying to give too many. Uh... Oh, I'm good at that. <laughs> She said, let me sit my, let me sit my <laughs> I'm not going to give too much away. I'm not going to give too much away. I mean, I feel you, Mom. Sometimes when I, when me and Cody are at it, I have to learn and, and pray first. I have to ask God, please, you know, help me to be quiet when I need to be quiet. Because sometimes we we want to tell them the truth about themselves. But maybe it's not the appropriate time. Maybe it's not the appropriate words to use. But, you know... We have to learn, you know, how to how to communicate that. When is the right time? When is not the right time? And sometimes when just just to be quiet. Absolutely agree with you, dear. Absolutely yeah. agree. Of course you would. It's the truth, though. Y'all are doubling up on me. But, that, but that's why you, when we when we have this dream, that's why you get quiet, right? Because you don't want to end up saying something. Exactly. I never want to end up saying something because I can't apologize for something that I say to you because I meant that in yeah. some form or fashion. I might yeah. not I might not have meant it to come out that way. I might not have meant it in a malicious way, but I meant it in a certain way. So I that's why I don't say it. And right. And sometimes I meant it maliciously. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, looking, she got the eyes too. <laughs> and so I knew 
that if when I said what I was getting ready to say, it right. was going to That it was going to stand. And it was meant to stand. And it was meant to stand. Right. And so in many of those situations, even though I got momentary pleasure right. from looking at his face like, I it? know this heifer didn't. Yeah. Right. And he said, maybe have said some other things. No, no, no in his head. In his head. In, in his, his head. head. Yeah. Because he oh. don't, you know, we had this Oh, yeah. Well, he no. He ain't going to talk to me no energy. Oh, no, 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 no. So he may have wanted to say that, but uh-huh. he didn't. And so, but I've learned again, like, like Jazz said, she's right. This is not the time to enter into this conversation. Mm. Hush your mouth. And I know that's hard to say. And some people are like, I know she is. Yes, honey. Hush your mouth. <laughs> this is not the right time to enter into this conversation. And you could have a good comeback right now. <laughs> and many times I was like, I was like, I'm going to <laughs> because I can really come back with something. Yeah, get really get, get under the skin. Okay, <laughs> okay, and that goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Just so y'all know, that but goes it's, both but ways. But it's hard for women, especially independent, strong women. It's kind of hard for us. It's, it's smart because quick on quick on our on our words. You know, right. we can get you. All right. All right. <laughs> well, we moving on. We moving on. We want to talk about uh, finding your purpose, or uh, finding your purpose. Period. How do y'all feel about that? It has taken me, taken me a long time to embrace my purpose. I think I always knew what I was supposed to be doing, but I let situation deter me from my purpose. One of the things that I know I should have always been doing is teaching. But at the time, I saw teachers that, number one, didn't seem very happy being a teacher. Number two, they weren't paid that much. Number three, I had in my high school years some really bad teachers. And so I steered away from that as far as going into the teaching profession immediately. But in every position I had, I ended up being the trainer. And so I was always teaching, even in when I was, we were heavily involved in the church. I started out teaching the little kids. And so I've always been teaching. And so I always knew what I was supposed to be doing, but I let life situations deter me from that purpose. But getting back to my purpose, part of that, it, finding my authentic self got me back to teaching and I'm in my element now. I love doing what I do. I love teaching high school. I know that's crazy for some people. I love (laughs) teaching high school and that's my purpose. And so until, I don't know, I can see myself doing this for the rest of my life. Um, I know for me, I'm, I'm just starting to, I guess coming to my purpose um and for me what started for me was to kind of understand what's your what's your gifts what's your spiritual gifts and one of my spiritual gifts is teaching but what am I supposed to do with that teaching and um and you have to understand what God's will for you may not always be what you think you should be doing uh, sometimes he'll call you to do something that you'll be like oh I don't have any talent for that or 
that's going to be too hard or I'm going to have to sacrifice X, Y, Z for that. I don't know. Um, it's not always um, black and white, um, your, your purpose, but it's all about, you know, what you feel in your heart and being able to step out on faith. And uh, me and Miss Joanne was talking about that this morning. You know, sometimes stepping into that purpose is not always going to be pretty at the beginning. And, um, but it's just understanding what those gifts that you have are and what does God, what is God calling you to do? And currently what I'm doing is teaching two and three year olds about God. And who knew that God was going to take my, um, academic teaching, um, experience into teaching the word of God. I never well, thought. And you never I really, never thought, I never you, wanted. That, <laughs> that in addition to the fact that you, you didn't really like kids like that until we had JR. Right. And, and so it, and it's kind of crazy because two and three year olds, their attention span is nothing. Right, right. And Absolutely now, nothing, right. right? So, and I'm not a professional teacher. I have, I have zero. No well, certificate. I can't, I can't you don't have a, a teacher I certificate. I don't have teacher, proper teacher training, but I've always, I've always tutored and taught, Yeah, you know, but that's not with like kids. That, but, that's not with like, kids. Yeah, that's with, with kids. older or grown people. Exactly. And um, so I teach first service and another lady teach second service. And just, you know. Shout just, out to her and Mike. Huh? Shout out to her and uh, Mike. Don't y'all switch out with Mike? Mike doesn't teach. He's just. Um, I mean, assistant. Mike's uh, wife. No, no, no. Mike's wife is. She works. She doesn't have time to even come to church most of the time. Oh. Okay. Um. But um. Another. And there's another lady. She's older than me. Actually, she teaches second service. And I've only been doing this probably. I've been lead teacher for probably like a month. No, nah, it's two more than a month. Probably two and a half. Yeah, months. and they're like Jasmine. How are you getting these two, three-year-olds sitting down and reciting the Bible? And it's just like, well, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Anything you do, you're going to always make sure that you do it correctly. As, and so, as correct as I can. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, I don't know. And it's like, I go in there and I pray, to, I pray you know, let these, whatever I'm saying, let, let it, let it seep somewhere, you know. And um, they're like, well, how do you conduct the classroom? And it's like... I'm winging it. I feel kind of like I'm out of control and everyone else looking in is like, oh, you got everybody under control. It's like, really? I have everybody under control? I feel like I don't have it all together yet, you know? But, you know, it's amazing to kind of see, you know, me stepping out on faith and being able to to hear other people's comments and I'm on the, I'm on the inside of it thinking everything is crazy. These kids are everywhere. They don't seem like they're listening, but they're like, no, they, they're paying attention to you. They're rapsing what you're saying and it's just amazing to be able to experience that yeah i mean you do a great job you do a great job you're my motivation for going to church in the morning just to bring jr out there and then he sees mom over there across the hall teaching sometimes he can't even get a hold of you well and you're he, over there he has asked me to teach at his school now he wants you to teach at his school yes. wow that's wonderful oh get out but of here but you moments. know when you have see he's a communicator yeah, well, yeah. And so when you can communicate and learn how to communicate, your test is to be able to communicate to two- and three-year-olds. Oh. And if you can break it down for a two- and three-year-old, then you have the skill and the gift to communicate. And she has that gift. And we shared today, where did I start? Mm -hmm. I started with the little ones, mm -hmm. right? 
And so I learned part of that skill, though, is to, if you can break whatever you're trying to communicate down to the most essential thing, then you can communicate and reach just about anybody. And I've had that skill. And so where I am now, I'm able to reach, even in high school, the reason why they keep me as a senior English teacher is I can get those kids to graduate. And I have to find the way to communicate with them. On their level. On their level to get them to do that. And it, it took that part of my life of being a preschool teacher at church. It was at church has uh, um, transcended and helped me get promotion after promotion after promotion. Absolutely. Um, you need help in Splash, buddy. Yeah, I'll try to bring me out there. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, you were natural at all that stuff more than me. You just, I don't know why it takes you so long to just do stuff. Why does it, what do you mean? Take me so long to do, do because, what? Because you, you, you love kids. Of course, absolutely. So you should have been, you should have been in there before me. See, those who have the natural gift. Uh, mom's finna, mom's finna, she gonna shit on me right oh, now. Oh, I'm going there. Right now she finna because, shit on me. Because, you know, some of you have the natural gift, whereas sometimes people like Jazz and I, we have to develop that mm -hmm. skill. And when we see people who have the natural gift to do that, it sometimes infuriates us that you can be actually operating in that gift and not give it much effort. You know, just like I said, your pops has, he's one of God's favorites because he has that ability to do that. You guys got that Midas touch and it's okay to own that. You guys got that minus touch. And you got women who be like, go for it, boo. Do that. I got your back. Y'all just got to do that. Trust us that we got you. We ain't going to let you fall. Who, who, who's to say that we're not doing that? It's just not in the capacity that y'all want us to do it in. Oh, that, well, you sound just like your pop. <laughs> but sometimes I feel like you like to do some, you, you want to get instant gratification of your purpose. And my instant gratification is actually me influencing people that actually need it on the outside. But, but on the I, outside. On I, the outside. I told you before, how do you not know, you know, God uses people way differently. You think that, oh, I'm going to the fifth ward, these people need my help, but and, and, and these and these kids and Katie don't. How do you not know that? How do you not know that you will influence? And just being able to, especially teaching the word of God um, to people, Whoever they are, it doesn't matter. And that's where we need to get off of the demographic. You know, who are we approaching? It doesn't matter. We are responsible to communicate and teach and touch all. Right. I just, I feel like I should be um, putting anything I know and anything I, um, I feel should be going towards the underprivileged areas because nobody's paying attention to that. And I feel like I'm one of the people that can actually pay attention to that, yeah, and I am. And there's nothing wrong with that, but just you can you can do both. I agree. There's nothing keeping you away from doing both. Right, but it's a lot that I have to do for that, and so like I can't. But you can volunteer and splash once a month, Let's once see. every two months. You're just trying to bring me in there. You brought me to the church no, already. I like the church. Get, you just need to get your foot into. 
foot in the door. I get it, Jazz. I get it. I just want to um, make sure I actually um, bring all the people that I've been intertwined with in the Fifth Ward area, period, and bring them together as one to where they can actually listen to a, a certain message and listen to us and kind of be our mentees. You know, I kind of want to branch off and have, what do you want to do? You no, about to say no, something. No, no, one more thing. Oh, my but gosh. That's, but that's you, in your own, that's you in your own mind. There you go. You're not going to God saying, God, what, what it is that you want me to do. It's you controlling the situation in your own mind. Because maybe there is a, a, a purpose and there is somebody who needs you at your local assembly. They need your presence. They need the model. And sometimes you may be the person who breaks the stereotypes and the mold. And so I I wholeheartedly agree with Jasmine that there there is room for both. And we're going to hope that you see that soon. And then that you can be that other, that model in both places. Yeah, I mean, it's... It'll take time away from whatever. And when you and, I, and one thing when you're serving God, it's not about instant gratification because you may never know, you may never know your impact. You know, it's not because at the end of the day, it's not about you. You know, it's about the, the the further advancement of God's kingdom. Right. But and but you will, you know, due to His grace, He will show you. You know, you will see the fruits of your labor. Right, and I understand what you're saying, but I I hadn't received instant gratification at all. But no, but you're there because you feel like these people or or need me. So that yeah. is your instant gratification. It definitely That's why is. you're not running to to splash because you don't feel like they need you. No, because I feel okay. Yeah, that, right. that is your instant gratification. Okay, okay, I, I I'll give you that. You're right. And sometimes what we need to do is get out of our comfort zone because. The Lord wants to use our gifts and skills to show the world that his love comes in various packages. And so it is to our benefit to yield to that. And then what my prayer is that everyone discovers that sooner than later. Yeah. And I get that. Um, to be honest, Jazz, she's the reason why I'm actually a part of the organization I am now, because because she, you weren't happy at work. I oh, of course not. I, and you feel like, well, this is not my purpose, and then right. I said, well, you know, sometimes, you know, God told us that due to the fall, we're gonna have to, you know, no, live you, off the land. No, you ain't say no. all that. You ain't say all yes, that. Did. No, you didn't. No, no you did not. Then, but that's the fall of man. We no, no, no. But you no, ain't say all that then. Okay. Yes, I did. You no, listen, you didn't. You don't be listening to me, man. I listen to I'm you. Deep, man. Yeah, you deep. I know you deep. You no, you super deep. You deep like the ocean. Yes. I'm talking about for real. Yes. But you, I did. Cody. Okay. No. I'm not making this you, up. You didn't say all that. Yes. No, you didn't. You know, we're gonna have to live off the land. We're gonna have to pay for, <laughs> pay for this roof somehow, right? You didn't and say that. And the way we pay for this roof may not be the divine purpose, but guess what? You have time to what weekends are for, right? And I and I told you about the group because. Hey, you can do. Tell me about outside. what group? What group? The one hundred. One hundred what? Black men. Of what? Houston. Liar. 
what you told me I about Atlanta. Oh, now yes. she want to get real. But I was like, Houston, check it out because Houston probably has one too. Yeah, and that's yeah. what that's what got me into it. That's yeah. what got me into it. That's what. And so whenever she um she told me that, I, I sent an email out to them, and I ended up getting connected. And so that is what it is, and it was what it was. Now I'm a major part of it, uh, pretty big part of it, I say now. But um. It was it was because of her. It definitely was because she told me because I wasn't happy and so I was coaching. I started doing YMCA coaching and stuff like that, trying to give back. And we got to a point to where I felt like I was like, man, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. And she was like, hey, you can do you can do this outside of you know work. You can work and then do that. You know, I was like, oh, okay, cool, absolutely. And so I got to a point to where, you know. I, Got to an organization where I was able to give back a little oh, bit more. Oh, I love that too. And yeah. one of the things, one of the um, people that I've been following on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, I think I consider them a mentor. One of the things that he has been sharing is that you have farm work, where that's the sustenance and things that you gotta pay for the lights and things like that. That's the farm work. I like the metaphor. All okay. of us are on okay. the farm, mm-hmm. and we have to do farm work. But the farm work is to get us to the dream work. And there are dreams in us that we need to unlock. And people, the world needs that. Yes, we're on the farm right now. But all of us are not doomed to stay on the farm. And we need to embrace that some of us got that dream work that we got to make happen. Right. And so right now you may be on the farm and doing farm work. And there's nothing, and there's no... There's nothing wrong with that because that's what we got to do to survive. Yeah. Right. But there's also something in you that you need to unlock, and that's that dream work. And what is that thing? And so I'm hoping that, and I'm discovering that thing. I'm trying to figure out how to get it done. So I'm listening. To and you all of what? Thirty two years old. You just now figuring it out. <laughs> working out. Working out. Working out. Working out. Working out. Working out. Working Oh, I, let, let me own all 53 of my years. Oh, okay. okay. But like what I was telling you is that because you, you hadn't really, this, you really hadn't experienced the way God has worked, but you, you experienced a little bit of it, right? Yeah. But, you know, if you step outside of what you think that you should be doing and you step into just just faith, and, and the more you network and the more you get out there, you don't know what, you know, you're not happy with your job right now. You don't know. What connection at that church you may end up, you know, um, receiving to get you out of the job that you are But now. be honest, though. I've been trying to reach out with the church and yeah. trying to be involved with yeah, it. You, you Over the past. You're taking, you're taking um, I'm, not even baby steps. You're taking. I'm taking more than. No, it's more than baby steps. <laughs> oh, wow. So y'all really want. So y'all want me to. Tomorrow, y'all want me to have a whole class tomorrow, huh? I'm telling you, I'm just yeah, yeah. Doing. Don't, don't be joking with me. Get out, get out my face. Get out my face. Get out my face. Work it out. Work it out. Man, I ain't fooling with her. Moms, I ain't fooling with her. <laughs> what did you tell me whenever you met Jasmine the first time? I don't remember the exact When we, when we graduated. At graduation. Is that the first time? Is that the first time? That's the first time you met Jasmine. Wow. Yep. That was 2009. Fall of two thousand. Because we did come to May, graduation. In May. Oh, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing Jasmine then. Well, we took one picture together because Jasmine was so popular at that point. 
really cutting. Yeah, yeah, she had to take pictures with everybody. Oh, but when I, but she, it's it's like she's always been a part of us. Yeah. Yeah, that's what your your mom and even dad be mixing me up with other girlfriends. Oh, you didn't you used to come? Yeah. You can't do this. I, dad, I, I wouldn't, that wouldn't be dad. Moms, moms, <laughs> dad, dad be messing me up. Dad be messing me up. Oh, you remember we went to such and such? I was like, nah, dad, that, that wasn't her. That wasn't her. Oh, oh, yeah, you already messed me up. Huh? You already messed me up. It is what it is. But you don't remember the first time meeting her and what you said? I don't. Remind me. I know you remember. No, nah, that's just real. Cause you ain't, you what, didn't say what did she say? Cause do you remember? No. I'm just saying, that's just so, real. Because she didn't lie. She didn't say. Oh, she didn't say. So you just made that up. Uh, who, who's FaceTime? Somebody FaceTime me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it okay. out. Check it out. Okay. Nah, ain't nobody. Uh, nah, I never had her actually meet you outside of us actually graduating. And so that's when she met you. Did you try to coax her into saying Yeah, because I wanted to see if she was going to say, oh, I always thought that she, you know how you know how dad would do it. Oh, I always thought that that was the best person, da 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 But nah, mom, moms ain't doing that, man. Moms keeping it real. And um, that's, what, that's what moms is. Yeah. And I don't think we had anything else outside of that. Do we no, have anything else? Nothing else? I mean, do you want to talk about Jolie Stone? I mean, we had a pretty good time. I want to give it great reviews. Ooh, yeah, we're not doing, we're not doing the whole review thing like how uh what you call them did the review what you mean uh no i'm talking about the casey crew i listen no, to the casey we're not doing crew. a whole segment on jelly stone uh, that's no uh, i'm that, just saying that was i ridiculous. give it i give it good reviews no but they gave some really good information yes they did but that was ridiculous for and it to be I a whole now, so i be bet ready. you be ready, oh, ready. <laughs> three years from now yes <laughs> no, don't matter three years four years okay. be a rat ass all right get out my face get out my face <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Jellystone was dope. D- Jellystone was super dope. My little man loved it. Uh, Jasmine loved it. Uh, they didn't expect for me to actually pick out a spot like that. And that I was a very surprise. Yeah. Like Cody, oh, let's do a family thing. Hmm. What's wrong with you? What? You, you did it over there? What's, what's going on? You got something to tell me? Yeah, I gotta tell you that I love my family. I know you do, you do. And yeah. I mean to tell you that... Um, this week and even last week, you know, I really appreciate you and you've been like, you know, I know you said that I was being sarcastic when I called you super dad, but no, you've been, you know, um, really trying to be there for JR and being spontaneous, going outside your element. You know, I was at church, you know, uh, the church teaching and then I did the second service and by the time I got home, it had already went swimming and Went to Walmart to get pizza, and they was watching a movie, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, and, and he was and home. We went, he was home uh, folding the clothes, and I was like, "And we went to church that day." Yeah, and you went to church. Yeah, oh, I was like, "Okay, you become a super dad now," and you know, I really appreciate you. Um, and even the other day, you was at uh, Thursday. You were at with the one hundred or whatever, and they all was scared of thunder. And we called you and told you, and you know, you you left and to be here, and we appreciate appreciate that you. The family came first. Well, family always comes first, no matter what's going on. Um, I love the 100. The 100, it's always going to be on my heart. And I always want to do, you know, anything I can do to help push the initiative, you know, to help um, all the young, underprivileged youth and things like that. But, yeah, I'm always there for my family. My family is always going to be first and foremost. Um, I'm glad you see that. I appreciate it because, you know, I had to say it on podcast because my husband, I'm going to have to take a compliment and I try to compliment him. 
don't, don't, I, don't I don't like compliments, man. But you like to receive. You want I like to you receive. Can't, you can't say you want me to, to, to tell you and show your appreciation, but when I do, you're like, oh, whatever. You know, like Chuck, is this a new shirt? Oh, that's not a new shirt. Take it. <laughs> Take the compliment. She said, oh, it's a new shirt. No, it's not a new shirt. All right, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. just being able to accept. Thank you, you know, because I have been working hard. It's, it's okay. I'm learning that. I'm learning to say, yeah, thank you. You know, people come to me at work. Yeah, I, yeah, yep, I sure have been working hard. Yes, it's okay. It's not mean that you're being arrogant or you um, into yourself, but, you know, it's okay to say, yes, I've been working hard. Yes, I've been trying better at this. Yes, I've been improving at that. It's okay. Accept it. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I just, I, I always feel like I just have a lot more that I need to do. Um, we all do. I'm, I'm my biggest critic. Um, I can't really just sit down and accept you, you saying me doing something positive. I appreciate it, but I know I need to be doing more. Um, not necessarily in that arena. It might be something else. No, you, do, you do a lot, and I really appreciate it. You know, people, I, I, I got to brag on my husband just a little bit. You know, sometimes when I come home, I don't really have to do a, a, a daggone thing. And I really appreciate that. You know, because I suffer from anxiety and sometimes some days it's really bad and I can just come home and just relax and focus on me. And, you know, my husband, he's cleaning, he's cooking, he's taking care of JR, he's taking care of the dog. I mean, he's making sure, you know, everything is... I hate that dog. I know you do, but you got the dog because of us, you know, and he's, um, sometimes he runs my bath water, you know, just, um, making sure that I relax or have my drink ready, you know, one... I told him I had a hectic day. I came home. I had an alcohol beverage waiting for me. I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. This, this four star service, you know, five star service. Oh, it's four star. <laughs> nah, I try, I try to do the best I can for it because, for one, I do it because I know you made me a better person. Period. You know, you you brought me to where I am today to be able to um, get to the point to where I can actually help you out when you come home from work. And to be able to do well, uh, I can't give you credit for doing anything for Jr. Because yeah, I, I would I, always do that. Yeah, I would. but I bear your big headed child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you definitely did. You definitely did. <laughs> and so any anything, <laughs> mom's laughing at me too. Anything that has to do with him, that's that's just because I knew I wanted him and I needed him. And you got him. I got him. Yeah. Sometimes I realize uh, ask for too much, <laughs> but uh, yeah. As Milton used to tell me, the kids are just as good for us as we are for them. Oh, wow. Mm. They are. You know, I'm able to live simple with JR and play with him. You know, I was in Bible study, a lot of the, and this is like older women, but they were saying that the, the challenges they have because they have younger kids and it's to play with them. And it is kind of hard to play with kids because... You know, they want to do things that we, we tired. <laughs> well, no, and it's a little small stuff, yes. too. It's like, it's, it's like thing, things that you wouldn't want to do. Like, it's tossing a block, like, little small stuff, and you don't want to necessarily do that, but. Like, we about to be at the pool for about a few hours, and we got to go. Yeah, we got 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah I told him I'd take them. I'm going to definitely take my niece. I love my niece. Um, this is uh, LaFrance and, uh, and Kim's daughter and she is oh my goodness. she she was born 
the same year that we graduated, 2009, right? Mm-hmm. And she is crazy. She is crazy. She's amazing. She's crazy at the same time. <laughs> she is a great mix of her daddy and her mama. Yeah. And her nana. <laughs> ah, but no, nah, her nana is her mama. <laughs> her nana is her mama. So whatever she gets from her mama, she gets it from her nana. But um, yeah, I might have to take them to the pool and we're going to be having a good time. Um, I think we have actually had a, a long, a longer podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's probably it's a wrap. Nah, it's probably about, it's probably about even with everything else we do. But, um. Ms. Joanne, any last words? Thank you for letting me be a part of that. I had to exit really quickly. We were talking about connection. Mm-hmm. The friend who was trying to call me. Well, he was getting ready to leave back from um, to leave to go to Ghana. He works in Ghana. He comes home um, only periodically, and so he works in Ghana. And so he was leaving. So he was trying to get a hold of us because wanted to say bye. Oh, and wow. I got a friend in the neighborhood that's from Ghana. That's one of my best friends. That's in the neighborhood from Ghana. Yeah. That's dope. Oh, I showed you the um, what his mom made for me. Oh yes, yeah, yeah beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Jasmine, you got anything else? Nope. All right. But my name is Cody Winks and it's a wrap. Little man said it's a wrap, so we're gonna wrap it up, and we'll holler at y'all next time. Man. All right, until next time. Bye, guys. Absolutely.